0: hello everyone my name is andrew
1: and my name is anna
0: and you're listening to the culips english podcast hello listeners welcome back to culips you're listening to chatterbox which is our series for intermediate and advanced english learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about an interesting topic. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Anna. Hello, Anna.
1: Hi, everyone, and hello, Andrew. I hope you're all doing very well.
0: Anna, it's good to be back here with you again. We took a couple of months off, during the summer to recharge our batteries during the summer and actually into the fall as well. But we're back (laughs) now. (laughs) And uh, I'm excited to start recording more great Chatterbox episodes with you again.
1: Absolutely. So Andrew, I know that our listeners know all about how you spent your summer, but they probably don't know too much about how I spent the last few months.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to bore everybody with the details about my summer again. So I thought we could focus on what you did, Anna. And, you know, I follow your Anna with two ends Instagram accounts and you posted a couple of stories, a couple of pictures from what you got up to during the summer. But other than that, I don't really know what you did. So I thought, we could catch up during this episode and if you don't mind letting us know about what you've been up to for the last little while i think that would be great
1: sure of course absolutely but before i tell you all about that andrew let's remind all the listeners about the study guide for this episode because it could be really useful
0: Hmm. indeed so guys we make study guides and transcripts for all of our episodes and we design them to help you build your english skills and to reach your learning goals faster. So to become a QLips member and get unlimited access to all of our study guides, plus some fantastic bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams and more, just visit QLips.com, our website, and you can sign up. And now let's get into our conversation, Anna. So today we're talking about how you spent your summer and early fall, and what you've been up to the last few months. So, Anna, I'll let you take it away. what did you get up to over the last little while?
1: Yeah, well, summer feels like a rather long time away now. It always <laughs> seems like that when you start again in September and you think, what happened to my summer? Where did it go? The time seemed to pass really, really quickly. um. But I did a kind of a little bit of a mix. I did some work. I was working a little bit and then I took a month off. Wow. Which is my, my classic summer vacation now or holiday. Oh, I can't believe I said vacation. Um, That's not like me.
0: Is vacation a North American word?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, so British people or in the UK, you would say holiday.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, if you were speaking to anyone in the UK, they would definitely say holiday rather than vacation. So I'm not really sure why I said that, but anyway, um, vacation. Um, So I started doing that a couple of years ago. And for me, like a month is just, it's, I'm, I'm very lucky that I can take a month. I take some unpaid leave and some paid leave. So I kind of put it all together. There's a really cool thing in Spain that everyone um, who's employed can have up to two weeks unpaid leave per year Mm. you can use it if you want to but you have to use all of it at the same time
0: oh interesting
1: yeah so i kind of stick it all together and i take off a month and that for me is like the perfect time to really disconnect because for me a month or sorry a week is not really long enough because i'm still thinking about when i'm going to be going back so (laughs) one month gives you enough time to actually relax and think okay, maybe I just want to read a book or I don't know, whatever. So I had a month off and I actually went to Scotland. I don't know if you've ever been to Scotland, Andrew.
0: I have been one time in 2019, right before the pandemic, the summer before the pandemic, I visited uh, Scotland only for like four days, I think I spent in Scotland total. So it wasn't very long, short but sweet. But yeah, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it.
1: Where did you go? Where did you, where did you visit?
0: I visited uh, the classics, Edinburgh and Glasgow. And I went to my mom's hometown, which is called Danoon. And I visited my cousin there. And I got to see a lot of cool stuff, like where my grandparents grew up, like my grandma's house, my grandpa's house, and uh, some other family like areas in this small town. So it was mm-hmm. a really meaningful trip. It was really special, I think.
1: Yeah, and if you guys don't know, so Scotland's um well above England, just to to just clarify that, and there's loads of amazing places. You've probably heard of Edinburgh. Edinburgh is really, really famous. It also has an amazing festival in August, the the Fringe Festival. And uh you've got Edinburgh, another big city is Glasgow, and then at the top of Scotland, Scotland's actually got the highlands which are right right at the very top so if you look on a map and you look at the uk the highlands are right at the top and then you've got like other islands as well like you've got the orkney islands the shetland islands that are way up there in the north sea um so all of that is part of scotland but i actually went to the highlands the furthest i've ever ever been to the top of the uk so right up there in that last tiny slice of scotland at the top um near inverness
0: Wow, that's amazing. I actually wanted to go up north. Like, I wanted to spend more time in Scotland, but unfortunately, I just didn't have enough days. There's never enough time, right? So uh, I had to be kind of picky and choosy about the places I visit. Hopefully, I'll go back again in the future and visit some of the places that I wasn't able to see. But Anna, how did you get way up there? Did you fly directly from Spain or... Uh, Did you go to London first and then kind of work your way up or did you fly up? Did you take the train? How how do you get there? Because it is quite remote, isn't it?
1: Yes, I would say that it's probably the most remote place I've ever been to in the UK, because you have to remember that the UK has got like a big population and we're all kind of squeezed together, especially in England. Um England's got the majority of the population of the UK and in Scotland, the population's around 6 million and much more spread out. So, you know, in England, you can't really find places like you can in Scotland that are really, really isolated and and remote. So um, in terms of getting there, well, there's no way I could get a direct flight to Inverness from Madrid, I don't think. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not a popular route, you know? There's not people from Madrid sort of every day like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go up to Inverness for the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So I took the plane from Madrid. I went to Edinburgh. And then I stayed at my grandmother's house. So I also have family from Scotland like you, Andrew. And I stayed in Perth, which is where I was actually born, which is another city near... Edinburgh about an hour away Mm -hmm. and then we drove from Perth to this place where we stayed and that was about four hours from there so from that place near Edinburgh to where we were going was still four hours driving
0: wow so it's quite the hike to get there
1: yeah I was like mom let's not make this a regular thing right (laughs) you know you're like um (laughs) It's beautiful though, but you think, wow, it is a real nightmare to get there. I mean, you have to drive. There's like one bus and it goes okay. once a day from Inverness. <laughs> and by the way, guys, sorry, just to be clear, Inverness is is kind of the last big city before you go into the highlands of Scotland. You may have heard of it actually. It's quite well known and it has a train station. So you can actually get a train all the way from London right the way up to Inverness. Mm. Um, it's like nine hours. So, um, but you can actually get a train from London to Inverness. It's like the last big city. What's well, not really a big city. It's like the last big town.
0: Okay, Anna, but I have to ask you by Scottish standards, what is a big city or a big town? Are we talking like maybe 100,000 people for a population? Something like that?
1: That is a really good question. And do you know what? I'm actually going to have a little look at that because I have no idea.
0: Okay. I'm going to guess 100,000 people.
1: Oh, right. You might be sorely disappointed, Andrew, because it is 46,870. But that was in 2012. So that was 10 years ago. So I imagine that we're thinking more around the 50,000 mark. I don't know.
0: I was way off. And you were also way off by calling it a big city. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. All right. It's more like a town, a town, but it is technically a city. Okay. So... um yeah, I actually really want to do. There's a really cool thing where you can get a train from London to Inverness and it's called the Caledonian Express. Ooh. And it's where you can have a room where with a bed and it's very posh and da, da, da. And you can sort of, it's like an overnight train. So you get on the yeah. train at nine o'clock at night in London and then you arrive in Inverness the next day at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and that's on my bucket list. It's really expensive. So, uh, I think that will have to wait for a couple of years, but it's one thing that I really want to do. I think maybe most people's idea of spending like 500 euros would not be paying for an overnight trip on a train. But for me, it's really interesting and I really want to do it. But yeah,
0: I I get where you're coming from. There's something like romantic about that. It's like kind of old fashioned, you know, like, I I don't know. I, I get it. I think that would be fun.
1: Yeah. Um, so I went to the Highlands of Scotland, and mm-hmm. I i guess maybe some of you might be thinking, like, outlander, like, you know, in the middle of nature. And it was exactly like that. Like, it's so beautiful, the landscape. And it's really hard to compare it. In fact, I, there's no other landscape that I've seen that's similar. I haven't seen many, many places in the world, but there's something really special about Scotland. As you said before, Andrew, there's just something like, special about that place. Um, I went specifically to an area which is the Northwest of the Highlands, which is, it has mountains. Um, and so I did a lot of hiking and it's just so peaceful as well. Like it's one of those places where when there's no noise, there is actually no
0: noise. Right. That's really interesting because I think a lot of our listeners maybe haven't experienced that because here in Asia, it's pretty hard to get out by yourself. Like there's kind of civilization everywhere. Even when you're Mm -hmm. like hiking, there's other people and uh, you can find some solitude sometimes, but it's hard. And then Mm. like in other countries that I've been to, other Asian countries or especially hotter countries, tropical countries, even if you're in nature or you're like out, out there by yourself because it's so hot there's like bugs making noises and birds singing all the time and it's never truly quiet but i think maybe what you've experienced and i've experienced some of uh the same thing in canada especially in northern canada where you're really out there by yourself it's like dead quiet and it's a little bit eerie but a really cool experience
1: yeah, and like you said, I mean, I live in a city as well. So you're always, there's like that background noise of just traffic and and people and and whatever. And mm-hmm. here, just to give you a comparison, the place where I went had a population of 80 and that's probably oh. being optimistic. <laughs> I don't know where those 80 people were, but I saw about two <laughs> people when I was there. So I don't know if they're living in some kind of secret bunker or I don't know, but um I mean, there was a few cottages, um, so these are kind of like small houses, and that was it. I mean, it really was remote and quiet, and, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go outside, and all you hear is the sea, the birds, and whatever, and that's just a different type of environment, and I'm, I, you know, I feel really lucky that I was able to go there because it's really was, um, it really was incredible, so, you know. I always recommend people to try and find somewhere like that. Um, But you kind of, you think, wow, I love it for a week, but to live, I don't know.
0: You couldn't do it?
1: (laughs) I mean, the closest thing to like, you know, there was a tiny shop, like a little supermarket or grocery store, maybe as as we would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was the only shop for 13 miles.
0: Wow. Are prices quite expensive too?
1: it is a little bit expensive and the another thing to to say as well is this is really popular like tourism in this part of scotland is really popular because mm. they have this there's this thing called the 500 mile something i can't remember which is a route of roads that kind of go 500 miles around the uh, around scotland the top of scotland in that highlands thing so it's okay loads of tourism it can be a little bit expensive but it's not outrageously expensive but yeah i mean you've got that little shop um it closes at six uh and if you need some pasta or something like that well uh you know you're a little bit screwed so <laughs> um it's it's a way of life. I mean, I think living there would be a very different feel, but to go on holiday, it was um, just, you know, incredible. Really, really incredible.
0: And was there any specific reason that you chose to go there?
1: Yeah. So someone in my family has rents a house there every year, and um, so we decided to go there. It's the first time I've been there actually. So it was, it was great, and just it was fantastic. the The nature. We went hiking. You know, we there was like a little beach near our house. And okay, one thing I have to be really clear about, okay, because some people are probably thinking, but what was the weather like?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Because <laughs> I, I visited Scotland in August as well when I was there. And you know, I was wearing a jacket and it was like raining. And yeah, it wasn't <laughs> summery, according to my definition of what summer is. So did you get lucky or were you kind of rained out what was it like
1: i got lucky so we had i think some of the best weather i've ever seen in my life in scotland in summer really you can't imagine wow it was clear blue skies and this is massive because when you're in these parts of scotland it's nearly always cloudy okay even if it's sunny there's normally always a cloud in the sky So to have a complete sky free of clouds is like, I I don't know. I've never seen it before in my life, to be honest. Um, And we had the consecutive days of that. So we were so, so lucky. Um, But that is absolutely not a representation of what the weather is normally like. (laughs) 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 So normally the weather in Scotland is grey. Mm-hmm. it's rainy, especially in August. So it rains a lot. Um, and and really, it's like the typical weather in the UK, you can have a sunny morning, then it starts raining, then it's windy, then there's a thunderstorm, then it's sunny again, then it snows. I mean, really, you can get everything in a day. So um, it's very unsettled. Um, but we just had, I don't know what happened, but I can't complain at all. But there is one thing that I really don't like about Scotland. I don't know if you've heard of these things. They're very small. They have tiny wings and they're called midges.
0: Midges. Midges. I probably, well, I haven't heard of them, but I'm wondering if we have like a similar insect in Canada and we just call it a different name. Let me see. Can you describe it for me? So
1: midges, and this is the one kind of Achilles heel about Scotland, as well as the weather, obviously. But um, maybe the Scottish Tourism Board won't be very happy with me saying this. But um, in summer, these tiny little bugs called midges, well, actually, it's called the Highland midge, invade Scotland, well, invade, populate. Um, and they are these tiny, tiny, tiny little flies, and they bite you. They're not mosquitoes, but they, 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 they bite you. And they are everywhere everywhere not in the big cities but when you're out in the countryside and you're in nature whatever they are everywhere and they swarm whoa so you'll get out of the house and they'll just be like
0: oh my god (laughs) okay no i don't know about this this bug this is the first time hearing about it it sounds terrible
1: they're annoying because apparently they they sense you with carbon dioxide, right? So once mm-hmm. you start going outside, they can kind of see where you are, and then they kind of all travel towards you. And then in one moment, you look around, and they're like all swarming around your head.
0: Oh, gross!
1: Yeah. So this is one thing: is that it's hard to kind of enjoy the outside sometimes if there if there are lots of midges. Um, so I don't know if most people know about that, but that's the one thing that is just so annoying. Like you can't have your windows open. Um, you can't be outside for too long if there are a lot of them. Um, so the perfect thing is you need a little bit of wind. Okay. Because if there's even a tiny bit of wind, the midges can't fly and they can't like attack you and basically eat you because I went hiking a lot as well, Uh, they they, they do bite you. So you come back from the day and you've got bites, the kind of itchy bites all over your arms and things like that. But the worst thing was is that when we were hiking and these were some of the most difficult hikes I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing was, is that you had to keep walking because if oh. you stayed still, if you stayed still, you get like surrounded by a cloud of these <laughs> tiny little human blood eaters. And so you had to keep walking and it was so hard because it was a really difficult, it was a really difficult hike, but we couldn't take a break. So we just, just had to keep walking and walking and walking and walking to get away from these things so um fun fact about Scotland there
0: and I've got one final question here that I'd like to ask you about, and um that that is about food, so I guess I have two questions first is like is there a distinction between English food and Scottish food, and second, is there any like local specialty food that you ate when you were in the Highlands, like, is there anything unique just to the Highlands that you tried?
1: I'm probably going to do it a disservice here. But I mean, yeah, there's similar dishes that we have in England and Scotland. Probably the most famous Scottish dish is haggis. But haggis is a particular of meat which people eat on Burns Night, which is in January. So it's not necessarily something that people eat all the time, but sometimes. So it's called haggis, and it is a mixture of some kind of meat... Um, it's kind of gross, but really tastes incredible.
0: When I was in Scotland, actually, I was staying at like a and b and they had a free breakfast every morning and ha- haggis was on the menu. It was one of the, the options that you could order. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to order it every day. I ate it every day. It was actually surprisingly good, but the name sounds kind of gross and (laughs) i think i don't know exactly what it is but i heard originally it was like a sheep's stomach that is stuffed with something it kind of tastes almost like a sausage like a dry sausage or something like that but yeah that is a, a typical scottish food for sure haggis
1: it is, and that's what comes to my mind. It, it's a typical Scottish thing. Um, I, it's best not to think about what's inside it and just kind of you know <laughs> yes. eat it. Um, <laughs> it, it. it tastes it tastes really nice. That's the thing you've got to to keep in mind. Another couple of classic things that are very Scottish. They're not necessarily foods, but the the Scottish drink is iron brew. So that mm. is the iconic Scottish drink, yeah. um, which is a bright orange fizzy drink. <laughs> It looks kind of nuclear. It does. I think it's the most popular fizzy drink in Scotland. So that is like the quintessential Scottish drink. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other things that I eat in Scotland specifically for there are like biscuits. So they Mm. have something called Tunnocks, caramel wafers Mm. and snowballs, which are like chocolate with marshmallow inside and tea cakes. So those are some of the things, biscuits and things like this that are very you know, come to my mind about thinking about Scotland. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, I'm glad that you had a great time and that you made it back in one piece and you weren't completely eaten alive by the midges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you're back in Spain, do you feel, you know, refreshed and ready to go again?
1: I do. I, I do feel refreshed. And I think it did me so much good just getting out there being in nature because that's one of my favorite things to do. And um yeah, I think i'm 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 really glad that I, I i got to go there and i definitely encourage you guys as well if you're thinking about going to scotland there's some amazing places or if you've maybe in the future or whatever but there's you know many more places apart from edinburgh edinburgh's amazing but there's so many different places that you can go and see but be careful of the midges guys be careful of the midges you heard it from me first <laughs>
0: Well, Anna, thank you for telling us all about your trip. And like I said, we're happy to be back and recording some more brand new Chatterbox episodes with you. But listeners, I think for today, that will bring us to the end of this episode. So thank you for listening and congrats on getting some English listening practice in today, great job on that. And now it's your turn to contribute to the conversation. So maybe you have a question for Anna. Or maybe you visited Scotland and would like to tell us about your experience. Or maybe you've just done something interesting over the summer and the early fall here as well. Get in touch with us and let us know. And you can do that by leaving a comment on our website or posting on our form.
1: If you like QLips, please support us so we can keep making free English lessons each and
0: every week. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a QLIPS member. To learn the details and to sign up, visit our website, which is qlips.com.
1: You can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube, telling your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on your favorite podcast app.
0: We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye.
1: Bye.